I will die for my faith, said no secular humanist ever. Because the point of secular humanism is to live well here and now. For what is on the other side of death is uncertain. Secular humanism provides all the benefits of religion, purpose, identity, community, rituals for majors, life's events, but without any of the costs. Pretty attractive. So attractive that 72% of Norwegians are committed secular humanists. The scourge even creeps in to the Christian faith as spiritual but not religious. In other words, this is another faith that you wouldn't die for because it's only about being good. And in this case, you are the definer of what is good. Flannery O'Connor, a very faithful Catholic writer, captures this subjective theoretical approach to life and its natural consequences when she writes, If other ages felt less, they saw more. Even though they saw with the blind, prophetical, unsentimental eye of acceptance, which is to say, of faith, in the absence of this faith now, we govern by tenderness. It is a tenderness which, long cut off from the person of Christ, is wrapped in theory. When tenderness is detached from the source of tenderness, its logical outcome is terror. It ends in forced labor camps and in the fumes of the gas chamber. This disease, this way of thinking, has become so prevalent in our society that it is one of our case studies this week at the clergy retreat. How did we get in this position? And how do we combat this cancer? It's in the hearts, minds, and behavior of Orthodox Christians, and then in the world at large, that we begin to change our understanding. And we start by taking responsibility. What did the bishop tell me when I was contemplating ordination? If there's a problem in your parish, it's your fault. Those are stunning words. Intimidating words. But they empower you to take responsibility, to act. Why are we here in this predicament where God is so unpopular and secular humanism is rapidly becoming the majority religion? Because we've not conveyed the beauty, the meaning, the power, the purpose, the message of the gospel in a winsome, authentic, and compelling way. Perhaps we would die for our faith, and in fact these days 
in some parts of the world that is happening. People are being killed because they are Christians. But short of that, how do we communicate our love for God, our faith in God? In the early church, before the protection and backing of the government in the early 4th century, martyrdom was, was one of the most powerful ways to demonstrate your faith that you belonged to Christ, the second person of the Trinity taken on flesh, the God-man. This wasn't fanaticism. This was love, devotion, commitment, certainty about who you are, what life is all about, and who God is. Not that we know everything, but we are certain about one thing, who Christ is and what He has done for us. And that is why we follow Him. It is this conviction that allows us to have a greater priority than life itself. It is this conviction that enabled the early Christians to endure horrific tortures and death rather than deny Christ. And that witness converted many. Last week we celebrated the Feast of the Holy Cross, a stumbling block to the Jews, foolishness to the Gentiles. But he who seeks to save his life will lose it. And he who seeks to lose it for my sake and that of the gospel will save it. A faith that costs nothing ultimately means nothing. Sacrifice is at the heart of the Christian faith, laying down our lives for one another. It is inconvenient. It is hard. It stretches us. But that's what love is. That is what love does. God himself showed us the way. A love that does not sacrifice is no love at all. Perhaps that is why secular humanism is so popular. It doesn't cost anything. But as the old saying goes, you get what you pay for. Perhaps we have failed to convey the depth and majesty of this mystery, and we've reduced it to a series of propositions that do not compel one to take up your cross and follow me. Granted, explaining the paradox of to live you must die is not easy. In fact, I don't know that it can be explained. I'm pretty sure that it has to be experienced. But when you have discovered for yourself this pearl of great price, then the only option is to sell all that you have and to purchase it. Because it is not only worth everything you have and are, it compels us to do so. This indeed is a faith worth dying for. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.